become a patron of Entertainment Landfill. Go to patreon.com slash landfill for details. Entertainment Landfill is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Thank you. I don't see you unless you're here. Greetings, everyone. We're back with some hot opinions on hot topics in hot weather on a hot weekend. Damn, I need me some dry heat. It is time for Entertainment Landfill News. Yes. How are you doing this week? Uh, we're back. Hey, how's it going? I'm here with Stephen the Pop Culture What's happening? Hello, Stephen. Hello. We're here. And the reason we didn't do a show last week was... I forget. We were probably in a movie. Why don't I remember? Why didn't we do a show last Friday? Why didn't we do a show last Friday? We didn't go to the movie, did we? Heather was on vacation. Oh, I remember. Heather was in Minnesota and she She came home. She just came home. She just came home. That's what it was. My wife was in another state all week. And then she came home. So I was like, hey, I can't do a show. She's my wife's back. We're going to go do something. We're going to family time. Yeah, we're going to have family time. So guys, we're back. I have a horrible memory. Sorry. (laughs) But we're here to talk about film, television, and pop culture. Thank you guys so much for listening. Those of you who are listening, uh, if if you just have this on in the background while you're doing things, I understand that. I have some podcasts where I realize I don't listen to it all. I put them on, and I just have them it on in the background. And I realize when it's over, it's like, Wow, I really listened to none of that. I have no idea what they talked about. But I just sometimes need sounds on in the background. Um, do you ever do that? With I music? use the TV like that, or yeah, yeah. M- music is a little different. I don't know if I use music as background. Usually, it's when I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. It's background then, but I yeah. It's I like, can't. I, I can't, use it when I'm making artwork a lot of times. If I'm reading a book, I can't have music with lyrics. To distract me. You know what I mean? I can if the volume is low enough. I do it mm-hmm. on the plane occasionally. Mm-hmm. When, I want, when I'm in the mood of reading, I yeah. will, I'll put on my, my, turn my iPod on. I'll turn the volume down where it's low enough. I can hear it. Yeah, I can see and, that. Yeah. Uh, I'll especially have if I read low. King, because King it refers to music a lot, so it doesn't bother mm-hmm. me so much. Yeah, I can see that. 
just to have kind of a noise, kind of a sound in the background. And and obviously the sound of the airplane would be way more annoying than the music. You know, in fact, <laughs> I've been having a problem lately. I don't know if you've ever had this. I've been waking up with my left ear like clogged. I don't know if it's clogged. It's muffled. I don't know if it's like because I'm so congested. Like there's been a couple times my head was so congested I felt like my head was being crushed. Have you ever had that kind of allergies? Yes. Uh, I've been taking fly with that pressure. It were it's horrible. Oh, oh I couldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, Zyrtec D. Like I've been driving and I feel like in the car I'm my head is being crushed lately. I don't know what's in the air that I'm allergic to, but it's been killing me. But uh, last couple of days I've been waking up. With my ear, kind of like I hear a... Yeah, I think like one that. time coming back from Denver, my sinus, were, I had so much pressure. Like, did you think you were going to die? It built up, and it and it felt it felt like something kind of popped inside. Oh, my like God. This, this crackling noise. It's like... Uh, like your skull? <laughs> it felt like it was just like... This is going to be terrible. This is going to be the most miserable experience. But with that hum in my ear, I've had to have noise. When it gets silent, it's maddening. Like if, like when the air conditioner's on or the refrigerator's running, I can't hear it. But if it's totally silent, I'm like, oh, God, I can't take this. Turn on the TV louder or something. I need to drown it out because that's how bad it's been. See, and I, I like when my hotel rooms, they've got the, those little window unit things, you know, mm-hmm. for AC. And most of them, thank goodness, most of them have the little constant fan button. Yeah. So it runs constantly. That's so I can sleep at night. Yeah, my wife blames it on earbuds. Sometimes I'll fall asleep with earbuds in my ears, and I'm like, that's not what it is, I swear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll put it in my right ear and fall asleep, but it's in my left ear, so it can't be that. Your left ear's causing trouble because it's, hey, what about me? And that's what the funny thing is I've had trouble with my right ear before. I've had to go to the doctor about my right ear. Like He cleaned it out one time with a water pick, like, uh, like earwax buildup or something. That was a long time ago. Uh, but I've never had a problem with a left ear at all. But just one day I woke up and I was like, what the hell? My ear feels so weird. Like it feels like there's cotton in there or something. And you can't blame it on too many concerts. You haven't been in years. <laughs> well, I can't, we went to the movies today in IMAX and it was loud enough where I was pretty sure my hearing's getting damaged right now because it was <laughs> effing loud. And we'll get to that in a bit guys. Cause Steve and I saw something in the theater that was pretty interesting. But I want to talk about the week we've been having. Everything's been fine. You've been out of town. Yes. But uh, Hurricane Harvey hit Texas, and a lot of people south of us have had a horrible ordeal. And uh, my heart's out to you guys. Uh, yeah. Heather has a lot of family from Houston. I've got family in Houston. Oh, you do too? Mm-hmm. A lot of her, her family, they've lucked out. And in fact, what her, I'm trying to think of how they're related to her. Let's just say cousins. They were selling their house in the woodlands, mm-hmm. and they were like so worried the house that they were trying to sell was going to get destroyed. Basically, my aunt just sold her house and bought a new house. Oh wow! Over near Pearland, and where is it okay? I don't know. Uh, I saw my my cousin and my aunt have both been posting on Facebook. I know they're fine. Mm-hmm. Um. My my aunt's house, the her one that she sold, is on the west side, and I don't think I right. think the east side got hit worst, if I remember right. 
Well, all of Heather's relatives are fine, and their house was fine too, so that's yeah. good. And then I had a coworker uh, last week. I was working with him, and we're like, "Dude, you're you know, it's Thursday. See if we can call the boss and get your flight changed tonight. Get the last flight out because mm-hmm. if they start canceling flights tomorrow, you're screwed. And your you know his family's there. It's like, yeah, are I'm not going to say they're not going to know what to do, but if they get evacuated somewhere, you're not going to know where your family is. Yeah. And you know, so we sent him home on Thursday. Oh yeah. Definitely. And we, I contacted him on Sunday. I'm like, man, are you okay? Everything's good. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm fine. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> you know, thank goodness. I, we've Heather and I've been watching the weather channel constantly. We just have it on there watching footage and stuff. And we start thinking like, would we have left? Cause you kind of wonder, it's like, a lot of people are like, they never flood. They're not on a flood plane. They're going to be fine. Why would you leave? It's like, yeah, it's a hurricane. We've been through hurricanes before. We're going to be right. fine. But then you're not. There's just really well, no hur- way of knowing. If, if the hurricane had just blown through, they'd have been fine. But it stayed. It just mm-hmm. hovered over yeah. Houston for three days. And I shout out to Andy's family, Andy Sims of the Hollywood Saloon. His fan, his house got flooded, and I was looking on Facebook that, uh, yeah, they, they got, got a foot of water, and he had uh, pictures of their their street filling up, and they're like, oh my god, I think it's going to come in or whatever, and then it got they got like a foot of water in their entire house, and yeah, I saw, I follow, you know, I guess his wife, I follow, mm-hmm. I guess I follow both of them, Man. But, you know, so his wife is post stuff, you know. She's yeah. like, all of Andy's friends, you know, I'm tagging Andy so you guys know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I, I've i lost touch with Andy. I haven't talked to him in probably over a year, maybe even longer. It might have been longer than a year, but I haven't talked to him for a long time. But I know where he lives, so I was like, I'm just going to check his Facebook to see. And I was like, oh, shit, he did. They He's did in. flood big time. So, uh, man, that sucks. And uh, it looked like they had a lot of people helping them, uh, taking out the drywall and stuff like that. But, God, that's got to be a nightmare. But here's the thing. Here in the local news, you know, everybody's been watching this stuff and, you know, help out the Red Cross and stuff. But the news reported there could be a gas shortage because of Hurricane Harvey. All the refineries. All the refineries in Houston and stuff in the south uh, have been affected. So just be mass panic. When Heather and I were watching that, I was like, oh, I even said it out loud. I go, oh, thanks a lot, news. Now everyone's going to freak out. And sure enough, the next morning, lines at every gas station, people not just filling up their ga- their cars, multiple cans of gasoline, filling those all I up. I saw somebody, I guess that was probably on your feed or something, one of my friends mm-hmm. was a like a 25-gallon trash can. Yes. Filling and- it up. It's like. I put this picture of a guy with multiple buckets, filling buckets yeah, with the, gas. Yeah, the Depot buckets. And I was like, how is this guy not going to die from the fumes on the way home in his car? It's just like, <laughs> crash. Well, I mean, number one, do you have a pump to get it out of these things? Yeah. You know, how are you getting it out? I know. And see, here's the thing. People don't think of, you know. On Tuesday, I got my oil change and I gassed up. I had a full tank. And, uh, and- I was... And so, what was it, Thursday morning, Lee calls me, my mother-in-law. She goes, the people are going crazy getting gas. You might want to fill up just in case and get Heather to fill up too. And I go, well, Heather's already gone at work. She's definitely, 
Heather usually comes home and says, I need gas and I go fill her tank up. She doesn't like gas up herself unless she's can't get home otherwise. So I was like, Oh shit, there's no way I can gas up her car. So I went to the gas station. I was, I had like three quarters of a tank really would feel silly going and waiting in an hour long line for a quarter of a tank. Right. So I drove by the gas station. I usually go to like every week and all the pumps were, they said, sorry, we're out of gas. And I go, Oh shit, they're out of gas. Like literally the next day. So I went down the street to a racetrack place and there were so many cars. I was like, I'm good. Three quarters of a tank. I'm good. So I drove home and then I was, I uh, texted Heather and I go, how much gas do you have? She goes about a quarter of a tank. And I was like, Oh crap. (laughs) And she uh, works far away from home. It takes her like an hour to get to get home every day, like an hour there, hour back, or maybe a little less than that, depending on the traffic. But still she uses a lot of gas to get to work and back every day. And so she didn't even go to work today. Because last night I was looking around Gas Buddy, the app, and I finally figured out this the setting where you can actually see if places have gas, where it'll say no no fuel or mm-hmm. with fuel. And uh, last night I saw that a place near us, oh, they've got gas, Heather. I'm going to just go try to gas up your car. She was like, oh, good, because otherwise I'm just going to stay home tomorrow. I'm going to work from home. So I drove down there. And uh, I saw the line and I was like, okay, I'll get in line. So I got in line for like a minute and I saw a guy coming out and he started putting stuff on the pump the nozzles. And I was like, oh shit, they're running out of gas. He's closing the pumps. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. She'll work from home tomorrow. And I drove home. I was like, I'm not going to wait here. I usually go to bed by 11 because I got to get Emma up. And I don't, I've been uh, actually driving some of emma's friends home after school so uh i need gas you know and so heather didn't want to take my car to work the next day and use up all of my gas just in case we couldn't get gas right so we should keep whatever gas we have she luckily has the ability to telecommute yeah she can work from home on our computer it's great (laughs) and so uh today using gas buddy i was like oh i see a, a gas station has gas near here I'm going to go try it out. And Heather's like, which car do you want to gas up? And I was like, I'll gas up the Equinox. Fill that up. And if yours is good, I'll take the other car because I'm going to gas both. So I went there and I literally drove up, got in line. And uh, the guy who was at the pump, he just goes like this. And he goes, he started like doing the dead. Yeah, dead dead sign to people. And people are like, oh, driving away. It's like, got here too late. Okay. And I went back home and I was looking at the Gas Buddy app and I go, oh, oh, there's a shell near here. They got gas because it'll say how many minutes like it's been going on. So I drove Heather's car there this time. I go, I'm going to fill up your car. It's more important. So I drove there and I saw cars were waiting and I weaved and went in reverse and backed up. My uh, gas tank's on the right side. And the way they were lined up, it's where left. And I was like, shit, how am I going to get in there like this? But I weaved up, got gas like real quick. And I I felt like dancing a jig when I got gas because it's just insane how everywhere, like on the news, they're showing lines, people going crazy. And they, the railroad commissioner was on the news saying, there is no gas shortage. This is a made up. This is a, a mass induced panic 
from social media. Right. And I was like, uh, I think the news has a lot to blame because I told Heather and I go, when I saw that story and thought it was stupid, I should have said, but you know what? I'm going to go gas up your car real quick. I should have done it, man, because... Well, I'm out of town and I can't do it. Yeah, I was texting you, Steven, it's crazy here. There's no gas. The gas is gone. And how many gas stations have you driven by? Where I drove by tons. And... Okay, okay. you landed today, mm-hmm. and you had a quarter tank at the airport, right? Right. Tell me how you got gas today. I stopped at one little gas station right by the airport, and it, it said all they had was Supreme. I'm like, screw it. I keep going. I got a quarter of a tank. I can get home. And I was like, I looked at this other thing, uh, Quick Trip, mm-hmm. said uh, certain ones were going to have gas. I'm like, well, there's one that I pass by going home every week. Right. I was like, I'll just get to there and see what's happening. If I can't get gas, if everything's out, I'm going to call you and say, I'm not making this what we're doing tonight. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be home. And so I drove up there and I see cars there getting gas. I'm like, oh, okay. Pulled right in. Pulled right into an empty slot. I didn't no wait time. Zero wait time. They're out of the two Supremes and have the regular unleaded. Mm-hmm. And I just like, boop, fill up. No, no wait, All no done. wait time, and and I was like, I t- I text you, I was like, hey, everything's great here. I got my got my gas, and you're like, what do you mean? You know, like, <laughs> what you said, you worded it like, got gas, no problem here. Yeah, right. Laugh out loud, and I go, wait, does that mean he did get gas or he did get gas? <laughs> and it was funny when I went back after I gassed up Heather's car, I got our car, and I said, I'm gonna go get more gas, and I took our car. When I drove up. This guy honked at me. He was like, ah, ah. he was like, oh, oh, like pointing like to the end of the line, like I was in a cut. And I was just like, you don't know where I'm going. I could be going to get a Slurpee or something, yeah. you know? But I drove around behind the car wash and came up and got in line. It's like, I'm not going to be a dick and cut or whatever. <laughs> the guy was like, oh, like that. And I was thinking, that guy probably just had somebody cut in front of him or something. Yeah. But here's the thing when I got up, there's one car in front of me and me. And I was like, all right, okay, finally, I'm here. I probably waited 10 minutes. People people were probably been waiting for hours, but I waited 10 minutes. No big deal. No longer than I waited a drive-thru, right? No big deal. The guy gassing up his car, he's done, sticks the thing, closes his gas cap, and he's like, goes into the store. And I'm like, oh, come on! And he's gone forever. I don't know what he's doing there, taking a dump or whatever. So finally he comes out. I'm like, dude, hello! The time! Like, people are trying to get gas here. What are you doing in there? I picture... He's one of those guys who walks in to pay cash for gas or... Yeah, I was picturing him coming out with a big Slurpee and like a pretzel or something, but he just comes out with he's nothing. He's got the microwave burrito. <laughs> So he gets out of his car and he finally drives away. I'm like, thank God. But then the car in front of him starts driving away. So there's two empty pumps. So I pull up to the next one. So the guy behind me, a dick would have just went, no, this one. And then the empty one would have been free, but nobody could get to it. But it was funny. The, when I was in Heather's car, I called her and I go, Heather, I got gas. I got gas. And I can't get out of the gas station. There's cars everywhere. I was like trapped just sitting there with everybody trying to get to the different ways, you know? And finally I just, I was waving. So can I please go through here real quick? And the lady just looked through through me and just goes and drove in front of me. I was like, okay, okay, don't, don't move. And then the person behind him was like, 
waving like go ahead go ahead and i was like okay but that lady was like no <laughs> she just like drove in front of me that's one thing you'll say about this there are people who are complete assholes right right and they're like i need my gas yeah i drove through mm-hmm. through through i drove by a few places that had lines and i was just <laughs> like crap and i thought about driving out to bucky's out by the uh racetrack and mm-hmm. seeing it. it's like they're probably gonna be fine they got a hundred gas pumps well it's funny about that gas buddy app as you can see uh a map of everywhere uh where there is or isn't gas and it's pretty funny like uh just how uh when you see all that red it is scary like oh my god we live in mad max time right <laughs> And like when you type in uh, on Gas Buddy, you know you'll see no fuel has fuel as of 16 minutes ago. It, it that's pretty cool, I think. But uh, oh, I'm looking at the mobile one. I need to look at the other one where you get the map. Did you look at that where it's no. like the map of the entire United States? Like you go right here to. Uh, <laughs> do you go right here to the Metroplex where we're at, and you see all the red? That's Holy cow. That's all the places without gas. But if you go right here and click stations with fuel, it's like, oh, it doesn't look so bad now. Uh, but when you zoom in, like, where you live, like, we live right in here. There's like, nothing around you. <laughs> like, there's 287 right here. There's Sublet Road where I live right there. Okay, there's no gas right here around me. There was gas here earlier today. Let me do what? Yeah, yeah. no fuel. And see, like, uh, the 7-Eleven has had gas all day. But you see that how scary it is. Like, all these places don't have gas. And it's just like, oh, my God, people are freaking out. This is where I got gas today, right here. It's red now. So they're out of gas because people are going there all day. But I was able to gas up my car and Heather's car, so we're good. It's uh, Labor Day weekend. You know, I'm not going to go far. I'm not going to drive very far. And like I was, you know, when I said, hey, you want to go to the movies? And I was like, but if you can't get gas, maybe we shouldn't go anywhere. And I mean, today I had a half a tank before I gassed up. And I was I was debating whether going to the bank because I needed to. And I was like, "Ah, I could save the gas. I'll go on like Tuesday instead or something. But. It's like no, it's fine. It's yeah, just a bunch I of people heard, freaking they're out. They're rerouting trucks this way. Yeah, they've even so said that like, like people, and that's the thing. When you look on that app, you're like, oh, they have gas now. Somebody's getting gas deliveries. It's not just appearing out of nowhere. The problem is that every Everybody day, it once. every day, people get gas, and there's no supply problem. The problem is everyone on the same day went to get gas, right. and not only that. People were bringing extra tanks with them, you know. Illegal tanks. Yeah. Trash cans. Insane. I put some pictures on Facebook. I tweeted one like, what the hell is this guy doing with the buckets? Just like people doing insane shit. There was a person that had like 10 canisters. Yeah, the the woman had the other 10. The only reason anybody needs that is if they have like a lawn mowing business and get some extra gas canisters or something, but not that many. That's that's for the apocalypse, isn't it? It's like, well, and and if they don't know how to do that, then gas goes bad if they don't Mm -hmm. use it. Yeah, how long do you have before you have to use it? I'd say you 
probably a month and it starts getting kind of gummy. Yeah, I was telling Heather, I go, but you know I mean, what, I have a, ga- a gas can in the it, garage that's been there for like five years. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's bad. Yeah. It doesn't, it's, it's, it's like do lacquer thinner now. It's not going to be like Mad Max where the gas lasts forever. No. <laughs> that's why I laugh well, at all the zombie movies. It's like everybody's still driving cars. It's like, it's been yeah. five years. No, well, I guess in Mad Max, they are. You're going to be walking. In Mad Max, they are refining new gas. You know, they have the, you know, yeah. the thing. Uh but that, yeah, that's crazy. Okay, another thing, uh, we have gas and we're fine. How much of a tank did you already use? Like a quarter tank? No, I probably still says full right now. Yeah, I probably have used an eighth of a tank. So I've got to be Something careful, like man. I but, drove from from the gas station to, to home my house, which was probably seven miles mm-hmm. and into here. And really, all you need is to get back to the airport on like Sunday, isn't it? Tuesday or Tuesday? Tuesday, right? See, I just need I pick up. Take Emma to and from school or to go to the store. But Heather, she's got to drive like way out and wherever it is. Remind me where she works at. I'm Irving, trying to, right? Yeah, in Irving. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what happens there. But I'm thinking by Tuesday, they've even said it on the news, there will so be more gas deliveries. fine. Yeah. And eventually everyone has to have gas, right? Where they stop going in droves every time there's more gas. Right. I mean, I guess people do, but that's another thing. Labor Day, that's a huge travel weekend where people drive people places. People want to fill up their boats yeah. and go to the lake. It's the yeah. last weekend kind of for lake weather. And it's funny, I was thinking, you know, I couldn't, no, everybody couldn't help but think of Mad Max because it's all about the gasoline, eh? Yes. You know? And I remember that part in the first Mad Max, do you remember this, where the gas truck is driving and the guy's riding on a motorcycle really slow in front of him. So he slows down and these guys like pull vault onto the yes. gas and they're feeding like the, they're siphoning <laughs> the, the gas with the tube yeah. and they're filling up tanks and whatever. I was like, that's what we're going to have to do, man. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then, then the, then the gouging, we can talk about that. Too. Oh yeah. People change four or five six dollars a gallon there was one place that went viral that said eight dollars and the the news interview me goes no that was a mistake it, no i didn't charge anybody for that or whatever that i never i didn't yeah, somebody do that said, one of my friends said when quick trip or something like that is out they put nine 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 so people it, yeah i saw think some you're places gouging, but it's like no we're that's out we the only places i know they were gouging was like in dallas i think there was one over on the west side of fort worth and you know what's funny is were, uh they, i think it was 4.99 i was showing heather that this is pretty good about uh gas or whatever but look at all these unknown spots are on the really bad side of town <laughs> nobody's willing to go to those stations to see if they have gas to report it. So the, all these grays are like unknown. Hey family. Hey, it's Heather and Emma. Hey. Did you have, did you have fun, Emma? Yes. Heather, did you witness something interesting or is it like a cult? Like reveal nothing. Reveal nothing. <laughs> oh, it's secret cult. Like, all right, we're We're going to keep on talking. All right. All right, Steven. So anyway, listen, all that gas stuff. Let's get that out of the way. I want to talk about The Tick on Amazon. Steven, were you a fan of The Tick comic book? Of course I was. Yes, I already knew that, but I wanted the audience to know. (laughs) I have, I think I have all the books. You're a fan of Ben Edlund? Edlund, yes. uh, Man-Eating Cow? Yes, I have all the the 
Issues. Issues. Uh, Chainsaw Vigilante. I have all the issues. And I think there were only like six of were, Chainsaw. You were a fan of the TV show with Patrick Warburton? Yes. Uh, what about the cartoon? Did you ever watch that? I didn't think I watched the cartoon. Not too much? or I, you know, that, kinda, I think when that came out, I would think I was up at the university, and I yeah, I it, couldn't afford cable. I don't know, was it on USA or something? I can't even remember. But I was poor college kid and couldn't afford cable. <laughs> yeah. But now the tick, when we heard, first heard the tick was coming to Amazon, it was like, oh, is Patrick Warburton going to be in it? No. But he's a producer. <laughs> yes, he is. Peter Serafinowitz. Big fan of his. And I think he's great as the tick. Yes. And it's and so... F- I, I, I just say this. He had a couple of line reads that very Adam West. Mm-hmm. Do you, did you feel that too at times? Yeah, he... He he inhabited the tick. I thought he was perfect. Yes. Like, that's how you'd picture... I like how he calls him chum. Old chum? Yes. Chum is for sharks. It's with the kids shark bait. And he goes, <laughs> and it's a dear friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But uh, I love that the world of the tick he inhabits, it's like a dark superhero world, you know? And uh, when thinking back to the comics, it's kind of a satire on comics. Like... There's a girl who's like Electra. Uh, there's a guy who's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a daredevil type world or something. There's yeah. ninjas and stuff. But then there's the goofy Tick and Arthur. And I like how they've kind of tricked Arthur up in this. Almost like you think, wait, is the Tick a figment of his imagination? Right. And I thought it was brilliant in the pilot that we watched a year ago. He has like a nervous tick where he's blinking, and I was like, "Oh, that's genius! It's not just the tick, like you think of a bug, but he's got a, a tick, tick, you know, like a nervous tick." And it's so funny, like his outfit changed from the first episode to the second episode. Yeah, and I was wondering if they were going to acknowledge it. And there's just a part where Arthur goes, "You look different," and he goes, "Do I?" And that's yeah, all that's they say about it. <laughs> that was hilarious. I love that. But Jackie Earl Haley is the terror. Mm-hmm. I thought he was great. All the flashbacks. Because they're not going to have... They can't have all the goofy characters. I mean, they can in the cartoon, but they can't have Chairface Chippendale. Yeah, that's that's I mean, what I wonder. They can't go too cartoony, mm-hmm. I guess. But, you know, they do have a talking dog. <laughs> Yes. I thought that was great. You know what? They do have a lot of ridiculous stuff, but they pull it off somehow, don't they? I, I, you know, it was so funny about the talking dog bit because mm-hmm. he goes, the one, they buy him a book, uh, Arthur's stepfather, a book. Yeah. He goes, yeah, it's written by a dog. And I was just like, what? You yeah, know? And, and I was goes, like, did I hear that right? And then later on, it's like, oh. It's an interview with him. And then there's the guy Overkill who overkills people. Yes. <laughs> he's just bloody and stuff. And he's like, I hate that dog. And he lives in a sentient boat called uh, Danger Boat. Danger Boat. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Tudyk did the voice of Danger Boat. <laughs> but I love. I just love the humor in it. It's it's really good. So you think Overkill might be the Chainsaw Vigilante? I, he of, might be like the replacement of that. Of. But see, I remember the existence of the Chainsaw Vigilante, but I don't remember how he interacted with the tick at all. 
I, you know what I mean? It, again, it's been a while since I've read the books. So. But I love the stuff the Tick says, like, you know, he's like, oh, that tickles, you know, ha, 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 ha. You know, he just doesn't feel pain at all, except his antenna or yeah. sensitive. Oh, sensitive. <laughs> that was great. And I like when Arthur goes, so, or is it Arthur or somebody else says, are you wearing a, oh, it's a stepdad. Are you just you or are you wearing a suit? And he's like, huh? Because he has no idea yeah. if, like, is he wearing a costume or is that his body? Which is funny. Because he has no memory. Mm hmm. And all he knows is he's a superhero. That's all he knows. Yeah. And he doesn't I, know where he lives. Still, there's a part but I think where. In the books, it was that way too. I think the tick lived with Arthur. Yeah, well, and the, remember the first issue, I think, or the first story ever of the Tick, he's in a straitjacket in like a mental ward, but he escapes, but he still looks like the Tick, so you don't ever know where he came from at all. And I kind of like that. We don't need to know where he comes from, do we? Really? No. I almost thought he's a figment of Arthur's imagination. And I like how they get into that. He starts thinking, oh my God, nobody else sees him but me. Like even the bad guys that he's interacted with, maybe he's just hallucinating the bad guys too. But his sister's like, no, I see him. <laughs> you know? And I love that moment where the tick shows up at his stepdad's birthday and he's interacting with a family. And there's the j guy who won't stop growing on TV. Yeah. And the tick's like, oh, big boy. <laughs> uh, it's just a big, giant, naked BLM, guy. BLM, very large man. <laughs> very <laughs> large man. <laughs> and then they have Ms. L Ms. Lint, yeah. who uh, attracts a lot of uh, lint. She's static electricity, so she yeah. attracts lint. It's pretty funny. I like it. I'm in it. I enjoy the show, but right when it gets into a groove, it's like, over and you're like oh did you like the last line of the last episode do you remember what it was uh when jackie or jackie earl haley says yeah um or, or i can't remember what he said as the terror oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great oh man <laughs> i i think people should watch it it's a great show uh it's it's not the kind of show that i don't think spoilers or anything matter it's I don't. I can't think of any revelations or anything, but I mean, Arthur's suit is stolen tech, mm, and it's bulletproof. And it's, and yeah, and it's. I not, like the the idea of him having a sister also because Arthur was always kind of this goofy character too, wasn't he? He was kind a little of, fat, pudgy loner, and he was like a guy who worked in an office, or he yeah. was an accountant in the comic who wanted to be a superhero and he could fly. Yeah, except this Arthur doesn't want to be a superhero. Right. He just wants to prove that the terror is still alive. Who killed his father on accident, you know. He you know, he didn't kill his father on act. His father, father got killed, killed as collateral damage right. of killing somebody else. But it's good stuff. If anybody who's seen the pilot already knows that revelation, but I really like it and I can't wait to see more. And like I was telling you, I read that originally the tick was uh, the, the first season was 12 episodes, but Ben Edlund didn't want people to binge watch all 12 episodes at once. So they split it into six now and six later. So hopefully we'll get more seasons, but I highly enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm ready for more. It's funny. 
It even has F-bombs, and it has some violence yeah. in it. I do like, when it was first started, the swearing, I was like, oh, okay, this is the way it's going to go. Cool. Yeah, like, oh, I like this. And it's funny, when Overkill shows up, you know, he's, like, stabbing dudes, blood's flying everywhere. It's like, whoa, where did this come from? <laughs> like, holy crap. And when they say, oh, it's Overkill, and I was like, he literally is Overkill. Oh, and it's funny, when the tick, he goes, chum, I have to talk to you. Uh, I saw those men back there in the alley. It was murdery for my taste and he's like yeah tick that was overkill and he goes exactly my thoughts and he goes no no i didn't do it overkill did but just the way they do play with words is funny so so yeah i'm 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 glad i'm glad i like this i like the i like uh, i never in a million years thought there would be another tick tv show uh, peter serafinowitz was good is good Mm mm-hmm so, like I said, and there were a couple of line reads that were just, I to me, were just spot on Adam West dialogue. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, his, the way his words came out were very Batman-esque. Yeah. And I like how the tick doesn't always understand what people are telling him. It's great. Remember when uh, uh, the sister hands tick the phone, she goes, here for you and he just, just looks at the phone it. and just you. holds it thank you and he's holding the phone <laughs> no you talk on it <laughs> idiot and he's like oh hello <laughs> you like he doesn't understand anything it's really funny okay steven now i want to talk about tonight you and i or today i don't know what it was tonight so steven you and i went to an imax presentation of a new marvel property marvel in the inhumans Yes. Marvel the Inhumans in the theater we saw a TV show pilot basically and it's funny when you sat down next to me and go Steven you do know this is a TV show right <laughs> like don't get your hopes up it's gonna be like a movie or whatever and I was like no wait yeah I do know that it's a TV show coming out so I figured it was a little I don't know if it I didn't know if they made something before the introduction of it yeah basically originally Marvel announced marvel the inhumans the movie and then they were like this isn't going to happen but we are going to release the tv show in theaters as uh in imax so i was like oh that sounds intriguing um first of all the imax theater amc loud as hell yes it was very loud af as i said um as i sat down it was at the point that I thought it was too loud. Like, it was like, Jesus, this is too loud. It's, you know? it's, it's, it completely sounded like the, uh, the, the Cinemax. The Cinemark? Cinemark uh, surround sound at the beginning when it's so loud, it's just crazy. Yeah. But it sounded like that constantly. It sounded like that the whole uh, thing. And it was funny when the movie opens up, the show opens up, like, you can already tell. First of all, the IMAX cinematography, it opens up in Oahu. Gorgeous. Uh-huh. It looks gorgeous. Looks great. They filmed it in the IMAX cameras. Uh, there's some uh, tiger girl. I don't know what she is. She's being chased by bad She's guys. She's got cat eyes. She's got like... cat eyes. And the gunshots were deafening. They're like shooting grenades. I was like, Jesus. Oh, my God. I think my eardrums are going to bleed. And then this green guy shows up and he's like, you're an inhuman, just like me. And I was just like, okay, great dialogue. <laughs> the dialogue was pretty awkward in the whole thing, wouldn't yeah, you say? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, a lot of 
bad television dialogue. The guy looks so goofy, though, Steve, and it's like a lot for us to accept right off the bat, this weird green alien guy. Yeah, which, with gills. By the way, I don't think he's dead. Well, he had gills. You could see yeah, the gill slits on him. And he falls in the water, and they're like, he's dead. It's like, the dude is swimming. He's a merman, okay? He's not dead. Then it cuts to this other place where all the Inhumans live with the King Black Bolt, which just rolls off the tongue. That's another thing. None of the characters' names in this thing roll off the tongue at all. <laughs> there's Karnak. There's Maximus. There's um, Medusa. Medusa. Uh, Gorgon. <laughs> I forget the girl's name who has the black the band around her hair. I don't remember her name. I don't know. There's the princess. Or her name is Chrissy or something. Uh, prin- or, princess Chrissy or something. <laughs> well, he can't remember when Maximus came to her. Hey, Chrissy, you, your parents wouldn't, you know. But I guess they take on their <laughs> identity name. Mm-hmm. Afterwards. And the best, I thought the Lockjaw, the gigantic ass dog, yes. was good. I thought those good effects. I mean, he looked good and he was cute or whatever, right? And he has the power to teleport, which is cool. And these are all based on a Marvel comic and car- comic characters. So basically, the Inhumans live on the moon secretly. What? Yes, they have a secret city hidden on the moon. And they're trying to hide from Earth. The Earth doesn't need to know they exist. And there's some kind of hierarchy system where there's royal family and then the lower workers work in mines on the yes. moon. And every... Getting that cheese. <laughs> yeah, getting it. They're mining cheese. And they're all uh, at a certain... No. <laughs> they're mining cheese. They're just... That would be they're awesome. <laughs> but uh, it when was you... real. When you... <laughs> there's so much cheese on the moon. We're selling it to that the would be awesome. They don't know. <laughs> but at a certain age, Stephen, they crack these crystals and you get a power. Right. Or if you don't get a power, you go to work in the mines. Yes. <laughs> so they show it happened to two teenagers. This girl gets butterfly wings. She can fly. She's oh, she's beautiful flyer. or whatever. And the other guy's like, I don't have any powers. And they're like, to the mines with him. <laughs> but it's he like- does have powers because he touches... Black Bolt's brother, Maximus. Maximus, and he goes, I see you surrounded by snakes. And he's like, huh? Pinned against a wall. And right then I would have said, hey, that guy has powers. He's a seer. He can see the future or whatever. But nobody says anything. He goes to work in the mines. But uh, Maximus will always think this. Maximus thinks that they should invade Earth. He's like, we're, we're stronger than them. But people always point out to him, you have no abilities. When he went through the trial where they cracked the crystal. You're just a human. Yeah. You're just a pathetic human. And so he's jealous of inhumans, isn't he? And the only reason he's not in the mines is because his brother is the king. The king. So he's. They were born on the moon. I don't know. They just. They're in a dome city. But it's a. It's all concrete. It looks like. Yeah. It's a. It's a. There's a force field around it. And, and they, they have the power to teleport to Lockjaw. And then this giant wall thing that has a face can teleport them, which I don't understand any of that. But maybe in the comic books that character exists. Yeah. I don't even remember the name of that character. Yeah. But uh, the brother overthrows. He stages a coup with all the... Uh, the guards and stuff where they want to get rid of black bolt who, by the way, the main character on the show played by Anson Mount. He has a good presence, but he cannot talk. 
because his voice will kill you. His voice is destructive. And they showed when he was a young boy, he tried to speak to his parents and he disintegrated them. (laughs) It's just like, oh, that sucks, you know. Because even his brother brings that up. He goes, you killed my parents. And it's just like, dude, it was an accident, you know. So, meanwhile, uh, the young girl, Chrissy or whatever, she has Lockjaw send Black Bolt and her mom, Medusa, and Gorgon. It's like this guy with hooves. hooves. Sister Medusa. Yeah, Sister Medusa. Wait, no. Whose sister? Chrissy is Medusa's sister. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that... You said mom, Medusa. Oh, yeah. Medusa is Black Bolt's... Oh, wait, I thought it was her mom. That's her sister. Okay, that's not their child or whatever. No. Okay. remember, Maximus said, uh, would your parents be proud of what you're doing? Mm Mm-hmm. Because they were part of the minor class, I guess. Okay, yeah. So Medusa, her power is she has a full head of red hair and she can control it like their arms or something. <laughs> like she can manhandle you with her hair. And even the first scene is with her and Black Bolt laying in bed naked and her hair is covering like their entire naked bodies or whatever. <laughs> and I was just like, this is weird looking. <laughs> I don't know about this. But apparently she really likes her hair. She can control it like an appendage, you know. And, uh, they have these cool little calm bracelets. Yeah. They have these bracelets. They're like, they can talk to each other and stuff and they can even call each other like they phones. Have other abilities, but we'll get into that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, there's a part where Medusa and Maximus, Maximus, like, have you ever wondered what it'd be like to be with me or something? She goes like, no, not really. You're and he's like, gross. yeah, you're a grody. Don't like you. And he kind of manhandles her and her hair, like, grabs him and wraps around his neck and shoves him against the wall. And then he thinks back. That's one thing. They do flashbacks moments later that are so ham-handed and so, like, guys, we just saw this. We don't need to be reminded this happened. He hears the guy go, you'll be wrapped in snakes. And he's like, her hair. That's, that kid can wall. see the future. It wasn't snakes. It was red hair. First of all, this kid's a really bad fortune teller if he thinks red hair looks like snakes, isn't he? So, anyway, he stages a coup out of nowhere. Did you see any build-up to that at no. all? It just happens. And That's kind of like Loki. Yeah. you didn't. That was just a coup out of nowhere. Yeah, Lockjaw sends... First, they send Gorgon to look for Triton, the green guy. Then uh, it turns out the guys who shot Triton, the green guy, was Maximus's men on Earth. How does he have men on Earth, Stephen? I don't know. But anyway. Are they, are they part of the Royal Guard that just got sent down there? Yeah, I guess so. They use that wall or something. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, There's a lot of unknowns. They send Black Bolt to Earth, and Lockjaw immediately leaves him alone in the middle of the street, and he can't talk, so he can't tell anybody anything. He does. He has like his own sign language, but I'm not sure if it's sign language on Earth. Like it's, if it's different. American sign language. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he sends uh, Medusa. Oh, first she gets captured, right? Medusa gets captured by Maximus. First of all, do you remember there's this big controversy about Medusa's hair? Like everyone thought it looked ridiculous in the trailer, but she was like fighting guys with her hair. How did you think it looked overall for a TV show? I didn't think it looked bad. I mean, the idea of you controlling hair and fighting with it is pretty silly. Yes. But I thought like this, for what it was 
about fine. This is the least prob- problematic thing <laughs> that's going on right here. Uh, but Maximus shaves her head. This is a part I thought was really awkward. They live on the moon. They have different technology. Everything looks different. Nothing from Earth. But he goes, with an electric razor from Earth. Braun. Yeah. It looks like it's from Earth. And I go, and I kind of like, I did this several times in the movie. I went, and like, you know, turn my head like a curious dog. We go down to Earth and bring their hair cutting implements up here. It's fine. I, I thought immediately thought in my head a different scene. Stephen, he pulls out a blade, and she goes, "You don't have to do this." And he goes, "Yes, I do." And you think he's going to kill her, right? But instead, he grabs her hair and goes and cuts it. And she goes, "No," or something like that. Wouldn't that have been more effective than? Yes. <laughs> and he goes, Zing. and she's like, "Oh." And it's like slow motion of uh, like hair falling over her face, and I was just like, Ugh, "I don't." Bad red hair dye, anyways. Yeah, it didn't look natural. So when I he was done, my thought was every time he shaved it, she could force it to grow back. <laughs> That'd been hilarious. I thought it would have been great if her hair was moving around on the ground like it was <laughs> like uh, these Snakes. still living appendages. You see it slither into a grating under the floor or something like, "Whoa, it's alive!" <laughs> How great would that be if it comes back like a weave and reattaches to her head? <laughs> they could have added more personality to that, couldn't they? It would have yeah. been sweet. But they shave her head, and she does look better with a head shave than that ridiculous wig she had on. Sorinda um, Swan plays uh, Medusa, yeah. And I feel as though the cast are doing their best. It's just, it looks like they're on sound stages, you know? And the dialogue sometimes like stilted a little. She's like Lockjaw, send my send Medusa to Earth, and she's like, no way. And she goes, and Lockjaw leaves her on Earth and goes away. And she goes like, where am I? And I was just like, that's a really dumb line. You're on Earth, remember? She said, send her to Earth. Uh, I don't understand why you said, where am I? And when she calls back on her bracelet, she goes, I'm in a crater of some kind because she was on that crater. Uh, what is that called? The Black Diamond or Diamond Head. Diamond Head Crater. Yeah, uh, Diamond Head Crater. She goes, I'm in a crater of some kind. Me- meanwhile, Gorgon is looking for Triton in the water on the beach. And- well, <laughs> well, again, the fight scene with Gorgon and the guys coming to kill him, you know. Yeah. Oh, he does a cool stampy foot. But first of all, Gorgon has hooves he's got goat legs or yes. horse legs or- and he goes <laughs> creates a, like a shock wave and he guess does he kill the bad guys it or just like i, knock I them assume out? he kills them he goes looking in the ocean he tries to swim in the ocean but he sinks because of his giant hooves his goat leg and some ho- hawaiian legs. surfers save him and they're like Hey, you don't have feet for swimming, man. And that that I kind of like laughed at because I thought it was a hilarious line. Because like he really doesn't have feet for swimming. He has hooves. But can horses swim? I think so. I guess he just has heavy hooves is what it is. Right? Like lead hooves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so another thing is uh, I just think... Th- I like the idea of the show, but I think the concept, the imagination in it was lacking. You know, the what am I thinking of? The production value of it. Yeah. Uh, 
They're filming in sets, which are the moon, or Oahu, where Lost was filmed. Immediately in the opening scene where the girl's running and it's raining and it's like, they film Lost episodes here a lot because this looks like Lost, doesn't it? Uh, Which, hey, you know, it's not a bad uh, place to shoot at because that's probably why they did it in the first place, but... So we want to get back to the bracelets. She's in the diamond. <laughs> oh, yeah. They all have these communicator bracelets. Okay, so Medusa's like, Black Bolt, please answer me. And I'm like, uh, he can't because if he says anything, it'll kill somebody or explode or whatever. So he holds the thing to his heart and she hears. <laughs> and she's like, oh, thank you. You're alive. And I was just like. Okay, a little cheesy, but okay. And he holds it up to car traffic noises, horn yeah. honking. Uh, th- then she says this. They live on the moon, Stephen. She goes, oh, cars. You're near cars. And I was like, awkward line, is it? Right. Could she have said, you're in a city of some kind or something? But she yeah. goes, oh, cars. Oh, that's a Pontiac, isn't it? You know, it's <laughs> just like, how do you know this? You live on the moon. <laughs> And also when she goes, oh, where does this bus take us? Yeah, it's like, oh, you know it's a bus? Okay. I guess they study. They have studies where they, they study, study Earth. Earth. Yeah. yeah. And another thing is they introduced Inhumans on uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I almost feel like it should have been a tie-in with that show. They did it separately, you know, where they didn't have them cross over or and anything. They, have that, they don't do the same chrysalis effect or whatever where they yeah. turn in their stone they just inhale a gas and then reveal their ability yeah which i think is weird now reveal yourself and they're just like Bling! it's like how would they know unless they used it right right they just kind of well the girl would if you come out with friggin' wings yeah she knew she had butterfly wings automatically you know but it just seems like something you would have to figure out over time like and plus it's dangerous. Once somebody I let me like ask when you she this: flew with her wings, she was kind of unsteady. So it was like, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, once somebody <laughs> like Black Bolt happened, where he came out and his voice was destructive and killed his parents, wouldn't you take precautions where you wouldn't have a ceremony with everyone innocently standing around to s- let's see what your ability is? And well, it's like I shoot lasers out of my. Wouldn't <laughs> they have known his Black Bolts when he comes out? Mm-hmm. What's your What's your ability? My abilities, everyone. <laughs> they would take precautions. It would be like everybody's standing behind solid glass and, so, I mean, you know, like bulletproof glass. And then they'd say, okay, show us what your power is from like a mile away. But instead, everyone's just standing there within a foot. Put on the crater on the dark side of the moon. Okay, <laughs> okay what, what is your power now? <laughs> and they also show a part with a, a moon rover. Bumping into the dome on the moon, which I was like, moon rover? Why would we have a rover on the moon? There's nothing exciting about the moon anymore. Well, because you saw, uh, what's his name? The uh, uh, the other one, not not uh, the stampy hoof guy. The other one, the other assassin. Karnak? Yeah. He was sitting there after playing with all the broken rovers so they keep sending them so it's like, oh yeah okay so that's why they keep sending them it's like what's doing this yeah they're curious about something on the dark side yeah. of the moon or something another but thing is hoof gets caught in a video yeah uh karnak he has the ability to see his moves or something that was a little weird, wasn't it? Or, I, I kind of like that. It's I like the idea. He yeah. made 
he made a move and he got shot and he goes, that's no good. And then he redid it. Like, yeah. let's try it again. So he has the foresight to see what's going to happen. Instant rewind. And his- yeah. He can step ahead and see what's going on, I guess, and project. Which um, is what they did with that Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> oh my God. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yes. about. Uh, what was that called? <laughs> okay, so anyway, Medusa's on Earth, uh, Black Bolt's on Earth, and she's like, okay, I, kn- I hear cars. I'll-, I'll come find you. They have no way of finding each other, though. They can call each other, oh, like, so I don't know where you think. are. So, um, Medusa... Oh, finally! No, the, the 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 female side bad person. Yeah, for, Maximus's, for Maximus's bodyguard, whoever she is, she's she like comes in to the princess's thing. Chrissy and Chrissy steals her bracelet, and she's like, "Oh, that idiot left her bracelet." And Medusa's like, "I don't think she would just leave that. They probably wanted you to find that to call me to track me." And she goes, like, "Oops, sorry." But they still keep talking for another five minutes. <laughs> I guess they don't, they could trace it quicker, you know, on the moon or whatever. But by the way, great signals on their bracelets. They can call earth on them. Yes. So he says, I want you to go to earth and kill her or bring them home to me. He didn't say kill them. Remember he said, what do you say? He says, kill black bolt. Well, he said, he uses another term and he goes, she says what? And he goes, Kill or bring back? Is it yeah. finish them or something? Yeah. By the way, they he put he makes uh, uh, Lockjaw go to sleep or something yeah. where he can't teleport anymore. So she goes to this wall and the face comes out. He goes, "What do you want?" And she goes, "Teleport me to Earth." And he's like, "I don't want to." No, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, "Do it or I'll kill your family." And he's like, "Okay." So she transports to Earth and. He sticks her in a wall, like when she arrives, so she has to shoot her way out of it. And this is one of those like mean bitch characters who's a badass who just wants to kill Medusa. So she's tracking Medusa. So she takes her bracelet off. Takes her bracelet off, opens it up, map, GPS, tracks her immediately to her location. I'm like, they all have these bracelets. Why didn't they do that to track each other on Earth? Why isn't Medusa opening her phone to track Black Bolt? Right. Do they not know about this, Stephen? <laughs> How do they not know? Is it because they're royalty and they're dumb about technology? Or do the guards have different bracelets? They all look the same. I, Tell me, is this a gigantic plot hole? Yes. Huge plot hole that one person could track the other one, but they all don't think to do that. Right. And meanwhile, Karnak is in the lost forest, and he's lost... <laughs> he's is lost. He he has all of a sudden he's like he has a concussion. He, he projects out a compass. Yeah, he's like oh go east and he starts following this path and he goes in circles and he goes in circles. I and think it's because he hit his head. Compass, compass he, is broken and he has a concussion or something. Yeah. So I realize it, each character is displaced and it keeps cutting to all the different characters. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, cut back to Black Bolt and he's like, I need a new outfit. So he goes to a clothing store and the person's like, oh, you're not from around here. Let me help you. This suit would look nice. So he puts on the suit and he looks dapper. He doesn't know anything about money. And he just starts to leave. And they're like, we got a shoplifter. And a guard comes over. Oh, not so fast, buddy. And he goes, like cracks his wrist and he knocks him down. So he walks outside and the police drive up. The guy try the cop tries to cuff him. 
he like tackles the guy, flips him on the ground, throws his you know, you he know figures hand, out the cuffs himself and he handcuffs the, the cop. cop. Then other cops drive up and all of a sudden it's a scene out of the Rodney King beating where all the cops are beating the crap out of him with nightsticks. did you think that was a little weird? Yeah. And, and he go and they he, shoot him they, with a taser and he goes and it goes and crosses the cars one of the cars and instead of him being afraid of him the cop goes freak and he's like what why would he call him a freak like that like you just made my car hurtle through the air you did freak and so they cuff him and they put him in the back of a car wouldn't you be like keep him away from me yeah but uh you see Blackpool is just like, all right, I'll go along with it. You know, he doesn't talk or anything. They take him to the police station and he takes the cuffs off himself and they'll pull guns. No, they say something to him about, well, you can't keep his hands free, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He goes, if you, if you weren't wearing those cuffs, buddy, I'd kick your ass. And he goes, and takes them off. And the guy's like, Oh, the whole police station draws their gun on this guy. Every scene is a little awkward though. It just doesn't happen normally. Like, He's like, goes like this with his thumb, and they're like, "Oh, you want to get this long? Okay, let's book him. Let's take his picture." And he no, stands he, up. He, and pitches, he does that and like, like close the cage on me, you know? Yeah, just lock me up or whatever. So they're like, first we need your picture," and they put him up against the wall, and the guy goes, "We need our photographer, photographer." And I'm like, "Why is this scene and everybody continuing?" Runs off and leaves him standing by himself. Standing by himself. While- After they were so afraid of him, they just had guns. And all of a sudden, the guy's like, and he's like, "Huh? What's going on?" The guy's taking his picture. So very awkward. And they they also take his bracelet away. Lazy writing. Yeah, it's just like why? So meanwhile, they take his. He he gets another call because Medusa, yeah, she's is, on a bus. She's on the bus and she breaks hers, but it still works enough to be traced. Yeah, she calls him. So the female badass comes looking to get Medusa. Oh yeah, she knows that uh, that bad girl is coming to get her, so she breaks her bracelet and puts it on bus. And meanwhile, the guy sitting next to her has a pocket knife and a holster thing. And she kind of looks at it. And that's Chekhov's pocket knife, right? Because it's going to show up again. Well, uh, the girl goes on to it. First of all, the nice tour guide, he's just like, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. You can't come on the bus. She goes and snaps his friggin' neck. And I was like, dude, that was unnecessary. (laughs) And she finds the bracelet and she's like, hmm. So she gets off the bus and she's looking around and Medusa comes up behind her like she calls back Maximus and is like he she's not here blah 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 and all of a sudden and there's a fight that was in slow mo and seemed gratuitously violent like just the smacks and stuff were so loud over the sound system she's like throwing Medusa into the glass on the hoods of cars she's like kicking her in the stomach punching her. She's like, you're not so great now without your hair. And I was like, horrible line of dialogue. It just sounds so stupid. You're not so great without your hair. Who wrote that line? Instead of you're not so good with it, great without your powers. She could have just said, not so great now, are we? Just anything like that, but not so great without your hair now, are you? It's just like, doesn't sound good. And uh, she's, she's basically got Medusa on the ropes. And she goes, and now for my next trick. No, I added that. She has a gun and she's going to shoot Medusa. She says, you can go back alive or dead. You just have to be the queen of Maximus. And she, all of a sudden she goes, 
you know, I'm the queen. Nobody tells me what to do. And she stabs her. And then you hear like, she like stabs her multiple times. Like she's shanking her. And the girl's yes. like, Oh, so Medusa's like just blading her. I was like, dude, there's like kids here, you know? And the girl's like, Oh, she's dead. Hey and- man, it was not rated. <laughs> so Medusa takes her bracelet and then she calls Maximus. But it's oh no, she calls uh, Black Bolt. But it's funny she takes a tarp and just goes covers her body up. Yeah. Uh, so that girl's dead, right, Stephen? Right. And she's gonna go find Black Bolt somewhere. And that's when Black Bolt gets his bracelet taken away by the cops. Yeah. Meanwhile, back on the moon, they show. Uh, by the way, Gorgon, the back Gorgon calls Maximus. He goes, "I'm." He's essentially calling out Maximus. He's hanging out with surfers. By the way, and he's calling out. He's like, "Look, I'm leaving my bike open here." You he's can, like, "Yeah, come you find me. track my signal all you want, buddy. Come down here and let's have a fight." And, and he's he like, "It's the one serious look on his face, like shit." Yeah, it's like I don't can't do that. So he's he tells the surfer guys, he goes, "You guys might want to get out of here when these people come. It's going to be a fight." And they're like. Yo, we're not opposed to fighting. This is our beach. We ain't leaving. Yeah, and I turn to you, Steve, and I go, beach rumble. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for there to be a... I've pictured right then in my head bad like soldiers coming up with guns and a dude breaking a surfboard over. <laughs> Didn't you picture that yeah. in your head? There's going to be surfboards breaking over dudes' heads in a second, but it never happened. That's going to be in the neighbor later episode. I, the, I pictured that happening. When it's released on TV. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Ramsey Bolton is who plays the bad guy, by the way, Heather, who plays Maximus. And he talks to the people, which... And and I think I pointed this out to you. Like, everybody else is these giant, superhuman-looking people, and he's this little (laughs) tiny, puny guy. Yeah, he's like Napoleon or something. Yeah, Napoleon. And he's, he's basically saying... He's kind of charismatic, I guess. But what he does is say, you can all be free now. You know, uh, the king Black Bolt is gone. And it's just like, be free where? You live in a dome. Where are you going to go? You don't have to dig anymore. Yeah, you don't have to dig. No more cheese mining. For? Yeah, they're cheese. I think you had it, Stephen. I mean. I like the idea that they're mining cheese on the moon. <laughs> But what are they mining? Why are they having to dig in the moon? They never... uh, Is it those crystals? They have a vat full of those crystals. They don't need any more, do they? I don't know. Why are those crystals on the moon? They never say what they're mining. I don't... I think your cheese explanation is the best explanation. I love my cheese explanation. (laughs) They're mining cheese on the moon. Uh, So, Gorgon, he's waiting for a fight on the beach. Karnak is lost, and he doesn't know where he, he is. To, he, he falls. He, he's just cradling. He wanders back around and finds the place where he hits his head. And he's like, oh, that's my blood. He's like, what's wrong with me? And he curls up into a little fetal position and mm-hmm. falls asleep. They show Black Bolt. Like, you don't go to sleep with a concussion. He's just been booked, Steven, but they're putting him in like Gen Pop in an orange jumpsuit. I'm like, dude, he's in full on prison. He's not in like a jail county courthouse or something. He's like in prison, right? And he can't trial. He can't say a word, nothing or whatever. And he's a really good fighter. They've showed that he's strong. and He's a really good fighter. Uh, break your wrist i just think it's so awkward to have like the main character of the show and he can't talk at all it's like so hard to do that you know oh and it's so funny the part where 
There are certain parts where I would say something to you in this when she goes, she goes, Blackpool, please answer me. And I was like, I turned to Steven and I go, too bad they don't have texting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could just go, yeah, I'm here. Just send her a message. They have these high tech bracelet phones, but you can't text anybody. Yeah. You can open it up and have a GPS map of a foreign planet to find them. Can't text a message to anybody. It's just funny. And that's not even nitpicking. It's just a practical implementation, you know? Right. Have a video chat like, hey, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. I can't talk, but look, here's my face or something. <laughs> well, the the uh, the people in the silver outfits, the ones that are the, what are they, the, what were they called? Anyways, they're the ones that over the for overseeing the transformations of people Mm -hmm. and when they wanted to go oh they had the weird dude with the weird eyes yeah yeah i I looked at you and i go dude what the hell because that guy was frightening he projected uh what's his uh karnak no 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 no, not karnak the triton triton's last images it looks suspiciously like the opening of the show edited or whatever like, how did you see that you know yeah. is he another weird seer is there also there's parts where uh maximus is talking to people and his face is projected up on the dome and it's so goofy looking and it's like where's the camera that's capturing this from when did you guys start when did you guys redo uh um there was a dumb movie where they projected people's faces. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But here's the thing. I lost it. I just, like, we both watch uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think that, you know, the first season, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, where are they going with this? But they found their footing, and it's been on for seasons now, and it, and it looks great. It's a fun show. I think this, uh, they need it. Whoever is making this needs to talk to S.H.I.E.L.D people yeah they needed to be more visionary in what they were showing like everything looks like concrete like did they film this in a parking garage or whatever moon cheese concrete (laughs) yeah exactly i mean here's the thing though i probably i'm gonna watch the next episode that comes on tv and i think you said hey when it airs we don't have to watch the first episode now first two but i do want to see where it goes but it is really goofy like just the way the show's coming off don't you think it's a little goofy yeah they're they're not um they're not gonna they're not doing a good job with uh, there's parts with the first of all uh when black bolt and medusa go to earth there's nothing left but the princess there and she says her lines of dialogue are so bad to Maximus. You can't do this. How can you do this? You betrayed us. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Do you have more? Come on, come on. Do you have anything else to say? But she didn't. They had nothing really material for the characters to say besides and, just and like. How did he get the royal guard on his side? He's they never human. showed it. They never showed it in any way. He just did. And his, the, the whole, Maximus wants to overthrow Earth. Right. He's like, we are inhumans. We could take the Earth for ourselves. It's like, yeah, but you don't have any powers or anything. But everyone's like, yeah, what's better than mining cheese? 
I like that one dude that was digging with his the son with the he had the like mutant hands mutant going hands <laughs> <that was crawling. laughs> it's like what the hell this is what you envision of what they're doing under there the director is like oh, put on some rubber hands and we'll have you digging on some he mud got, like, or something three claws on it and he can dig really good <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so bizarre, Stephen. But I had well, fun. Just got a mutant power. His hands turned into these claws. Why would yeah. he be down there? It's like, dude, you know what those are good for? Dig it in the mines. He's like, no, my giant hands. Damn it. <laughs> A guy comes out and he's got shovels for hands and like we know what you're gonna be doing. He's like, no, no. shovel hands. <laughs> it's like, whoa, you're twice as good as anybody down here. You're gonna be down here a long time. Oh, curse my shovel hands. You can only eat soup from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, you know, oh, we're going to have so much cheese. I thought it would have been great if when they show a scene where they're eating, if they just had all these wedges of cheeses and just artisanal cheeses and stuff. It's like, yep, moon's full of cheese. <laughs> Even if they just showed it, but never said it out loud. I go, Stephen, is that cheese? It's like, yes, they're mining cheese. And it turns out what Maximus is doing is he's sending that royal cheese to earth and he's got his own company like <laughs> the whole world is loving this cheese he's making billions that's why he's taking over wouldn't this been awesome and it's like you're it's stealing addictive. this is our resource on the moon and you're selling it to the earthlings or something like that would have been great so that was uh marvel's inhuman steven i had a lot of fun watching that <laughs> And more fun if it was our version. <laughs> I know. I there was quite a bit of people in there. I just I wish I could have said. So what did you guys think of this? You know, I they showed a new Thor trailer before it. No spoilers. Well, I was just going to say that I don't want to see any more of Thor. Yes. And that's all I'll say there. And we saw the same uh, Black Panther trailer that we've seen. Same yeah. one. And we saw the trailer to Geostorm. <laughs> Made for sci-fi. But I would just show it in the movie theater first. It's Gerard Butler. Mm -hmm. In the future, when man can control the weather using satellites in space, only someone has taken over the satellites. He has hacked it. And they're causing... There's a scene where they're driving away from, like, five tornadoes. And I was just like... Oh my god! By the way, in the IMAX theater, it was deafeningly loud. Where I think I had a concussion afterwards, but it was so friggin' loud. I was like, "Good lord!" But it looks like just like too much. It's like kind of like the day after tomorrow, just not. Yeah, as good. Is that the guy who does Independence Day doing that, Heather? Geostorm. No, it's the guy who did a librarian. Yeah, that's the guy. The guy who did. It's the same guy. The same guy who did Independence Day. I'm blanking on it. Here, let me look real quick. I'm going to look at it first. No, no, you're not. You got three people going. Independence Day, IMDb, Roland Emmerich. Okay, let's see what Roland Emmerich's next film is. No, Dean Devlin directed it. Okay, Dean Devlin is his producing partner. That's who it is. Ah, yeah. So Dean Devlin is doing uh, Geostorm and it just looks ridiculous. Now, um, because Steven, we've had kind of this weird show where we we're just talking about things. How long have we been going? We've been, we've been talking for an hour. I just want to uh, 
Do you want to do Rotten Tomatoes real quick? Sure. And then we'll wrap it up. So instead of news stories this week, Stephen, we talked about some things. We talked well, about we the did tick. talk about news with the weather stuff. Yeah. The tornadoes and gas. Let's do a quick round of... Let's read Rotten Tomatoes! Did I say that right, Stephen? Is it Rotten Tomatoes? No, tomatoes. Aha! Uh-huh. You say either. I say either. You say neither. And I say neither. Either, either, and either, neither. And let's call the whole thing off. Yes, you like potato. And I like potato. Like tomato, I like tomato, potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. I like stale tomato juice. All right, Stephen, it is time for Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, not much came out this week. We have a re release of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which is a hundred percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. But I was I curious. I was seeing that. Really? That'd be cool. I'm kind of interested. In it. I know I've seen it a hundred times. I just. There's this one thing glaringly poking out here, and it is The Layover. And this film stars Kate Upton, Alexandra Daddario. And it's also got Cal Penn and Molly Shannon in it. It's a comedy, right? Uh huh. Uh, yes. directed by William H. Macy. Yes. It is currently 0% rotten. 13 reviews counted. Not many. Zero fresh, 13 rotten. So I'm curious about this. Wow, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, he was interviewed on the radio about this, where I was at in Denver. Well, let's see what Rex Reed has to say okay. about it. If this is the kind of garbage kids are watching and absorbing with glee today, no wonder the country is in such a mess. A zero out of four. (laughs) Richard Robert says, William H. Macy is great. William H. Macy knows funny. William H. Macy directs such an unholy mess? Question mark. How could? How could William (laughs) take... Steven, Richard Roper, <laughs> what he has to say about this film is, William H. Macy is great. William H. Macy knows funny. How could William H. Macy direct such an unholy mess? One out of four. Ooh, not good. Let's see what James Dinelli says of Real Views. An unpleasant, unwatchable example of why people no longer love romantic comedies. A one out of four. Wow. Well, let's get a woman's point of view here, Stephen. Kimber Myers of the Los Angeles Times says, Watching a lonely suitcase circle a baggage claim conveyor belt is more diverting. (laughs) All right. Ben Kenigsberg of the New York Times says, The movie's notion of fun comes to involve an unclean rest stop, slipped pills, and an eminently foreseeable conclusion. (laughs) Okay. Chris Packham says, To accept these characters, you have to suspend your disbelief in any knowledge about real-life women. Oh, okay. Phil Noble Jr. of Birth Movies Death says, The film's biggest frenemy remains its script. 
The hateful competition plot throws very few curveballs, and the big laughs come too infrequently. Hmm. Okay. Let's see what Brian Orndorff has to say, Stephen. He's the favorite. My favorite. Macy abandons most of his dignity to craft the layover, a profane, mildly raunchy comedy that's big on silliness, but shockingly low on laughs. I give it a D plus. Wow. Okay, one more. That's passing. Still. Yeah, D plus is that passing? Chrissy Christy Puchko says, "I've seen into the abyss, and it has been drained from me." My very will to live, which is to say, I've seen the layover. <laughs> she has a weird voice. What do you think about that, Stephen? It would be actual content of her talking. <laughs> Have you ever seen Goon with uh, Sean, Sean William Mike. Scott, the hockey movie? I think uh, I have it. Have I watched it? It's directed by Jay Baruchel. There's a sequel, Goon, Last of the Enforcers. Currently, it's at 48% rotten. 16 fresh, 17 rotten. That means nothing to me in comedies like this. Uh, I like the first one. I may like the second one. It stars Sean William Scott, Allison Pill, Jason Jones, Callum Keith Rennie, and Wyatt Russell. Okay. James Barrera Darinelli, our favorite reviewer, says... In addition to the regurgitating parts of Goon, Goon the Last of the Enforcers pilfers liberally from Rocky 3 and Rocky 4, 1.5 out of 4. Now, excuse me while I go somewhere. Wow, that's kind of a weird way to end it. Clark Collis of Entertainment Weekly says, Baruchel oversees matters with skill and enthusiasm. Even if he is a little too enthusiastic to demonstrate the project's unpost- on PC bonafides, and Scott is once again amiably incarnate as the good-hearted glat. I give it a B. Hey, that's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. John DeFore says, though not as fresh or funny as its predecessor, this feature directing debut for actor Jay Baruchel stays true to its spirit and will please its most enthusiastic fans. I was thinking he directed the first one, but I guess he just wrote the first one. Um, let's see. Connor Schwerdeferger. Yeah, Connor Schwerdeferger of Cinema Blind Steven. A rare sequel that gets bloody fighting to earn its existence. With heart and laughs aplenty, it's a big win. And one of 2017's best comedies. I give it a 3.5 out of 5. Hmm, pretty good. Now, Steven, uh... If you give something an 8.3 out of 10, fresh. What if you give something a 2 out of 5? That's not fresh. Okay. What if you give something a 1.5 out of 4? Not fresh. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> I'm wondering if there's any uh, reviews of the Inhumans yet. I got I just got to know. No score yet. Nobody's reviewed it. We should do that. <laughs> yeah, put us on there. All right, let me see. I can't think of any. Nothing came out this week. It's pretty crazy. Steven, new on Netflix is a movie called Death Note, mm-hmm. based on the popular anime. Currently, it is at 42% rotten. Are you familiar with the anime? A little, a little bit. A little bit? 
little little bit. Allison Wilmore of BuzzFeed says Netflix's Death Note fails Asian Americans in the more mundane way that most Hollywood releases continue to. Okay. Cleo Chang of The New Republic says director Adam Wingard has robbed Death Note of its identity, messing up nearly everything that made the original series so compelling. Not good. Andrew Lappin of NPR says the movie is a bored demon who bores his audience right along with him. (laughs) All right. Brian Orndorff, Stephen. Death Note doesn't learn from its mistakes, showing little regard for plot as the picture manufactures disorienting character leaps and a non-ending to reward those patient enough to sit through it. I give it a C. Let's passing. Yet it's rotten. Ah, that doesn't look good. Well, Stephen, that is Rotten Tomatoes this week. Not much there, but uh, I'm excited about what else the future brings us. More TV shows premiering soon. The uh, season finale of Twin Peaks. Oh my God, Twin Peaks! How great was that last episode? Awesome. Hasn't this season been so just crazy and entertaining? What'd you I, think? I kind of want to sit down and rewatch them all now. Yeah, and just like kind of binge it. Things that have happened have been rewarding, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Like our patience has been rewarded. What did you think of that shootout on the streets in front of Doug <laughs> Jones' house with uh, Sean Tall and what's the other guy's name? Uh, Tim Roth. Tim character. Roth's character's name. And what is she eating? Those corn chips or something? It's like generic corn chips or something. Yeah. That's so it's such a bizarre like, shootout. Your cars scene. aren't, we're not in your driveway. And she <laughs> starts flipping the guy off. And then he rams their car, and she gets a gun and shoots at him. So he gets in the... He gets he, out of his car, go to his trunk. And he has like a... machine gun. Like an auto an pistol Uzi. thing? Like, it's an Uzi pistol or something. Oh, my God. That scene is just... That's, like, in a nutshell, how great Twin Peaks has been this season, where anything can happen when it does. <laughs> it's incredibly entertaining, but also at the same time, you're like, what the hell is going on? You know what I mean? And I love that FBI agent that always yells at that other guy, go get the car! You know, he's just like, no. Just yells at him. What did I say? It's just so great. And how great is Candy? (laughs) (laughs) I still love that episode where they're like, Candy! And she's like, (laughs) go get him. Yeah. She goes out there and she's just like waving her arms and he's just like looking around and like, what? What is he telling? What is she telling a life story to that guy? And finally they come in. I love that whole scene. Like she takes forever to bring the guy in. And then you're like, okay, Candy, escort him out. Take him out. Candy! And she just like looks at him. Escort him out. And she like walks over so slowly. Takes him. And it's just like, I love it. It's just so funny. Do you remember her very first scene was her trying to swat a fly in the air? Yes. And yeah. it lands on the guy's face. She grabs a rope and smacks him in the head with it. <laughs> there's been so many strange scenes, but also there's so much humor in this, isn't there? Yeah. I'm, the- I, was, I, was, I, I was liking uh, uh, Laura Dern's character getting killed. <laughs> That scene, I was terrified that she was going to kill Gordon Cole. 
you know, because yeah. she had the gun. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to kill Gordon Cole. They're going to kill Miguel Fair. Oh, no, they can't let this happen or whatever. But luckily, they were quick on the draw, right? Sorry if you haven't watched this. Sorry. But there's a funny scene where after that, she goes to the Twin Peaks world. The yeah, she's a tulpa. But if you notice that, if you rewatch that scene, they shoot her and she goes, whatever. And they just show uh, Gordon Cole, you know, he's played by David Lynch. For a long time, he's just sitting there. He's kind of like looking and he doesn't say anything. He's just kind of like, what happened? And then he goes, did she say sheriff station? <laughs> it's just so good. The timing and everything. I love it. I, 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 this season of Twin Peaks has been so amazing. I've been so entertained by it all. There's times where I'll just laugh at just the ridiculousness of it. Do you like this more than the original? Twin Peaks? I do like this better than the original. I do. I really do. And what about that Audrey scene where, you know, attention everyone, Audrey's dance. And then it's like, ding, 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 ding. And she starts doing that dance. <laughs> And then she's like, get me out of here. And it's like, all of a sudden she's in a different place, like looking into a mirror. What was that about? You know, I'd read some people predicted that Audrey was in a coma, like she wasn't in the real world. And I was like, that's an interesting theory, but is she not? What is going on? She's in some kind of, we'll find out Sunday Two the final two episodes. I'm excited. Twin Peaks has been so much fun. So much fun. So, yeah, I mean, I, forgotten so much i remember little odd things it's like what's gonna happen oh man it's unpredictable honestly this is unpredictable did you get did you cry in the log lady episode where she dies oh yeah and it's pretty touching and sad because you know the actress really passed away yeah that was a wow so many people who are on this season have passed away like miguel fair and log lady and somebody else mark frost's dad heather yeah he's a character on there i can't remember jacoby dr hayward dr hayward not to mention bobby's dad that actor has passed away he wasn't on the season but he passed away a while ago right? right but yeah a lot of people aren't with us anymore but it how great has Kyle McLaughlin been on this show? Crazy. As, as evil Cooper and as Doug Jones. And now back as good Cooper. Yeah. Oh, God. When he's like, the F, do you want me to call the FBI? He goes, I am the FBI. We're like, yeah, yeah. Woo! He's back. Yes. We've been so patient. <laughs> but what did I tell you? I said he's going to come back. Two episodes before the finale. <laughs> yeah, and I did tell like, you that. We waited. I still laugh whenever somebody says the name Sunny Jim, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sunny Jim. Oh. Love that Sunny Jim. Sunny Jim, these are the guys who gave you the, the what was that? The, <laughs> the Jungle Jim. It's like, oh, and it's like with a spotlight, <laughs> with lights all over it. I love how those two brothers, they're in the mob, but they're like the nicest guys. Yeah. And they're so generous. And then he go, and like, well, we don't usually hang around. Usually law types, like FBI agents, they don't like us. And he goes, and, uh, you know, Dale Cooper says, well, they don't know you guys like I do. You guys are, what does he say? You guys have big hearts and you're genuine. And Candy goes, they really do. They really do. 
<laughs> so bizarre. And there's a great part where they show up with Candy and the other girls there in those weird outfits. He goes, what is this, some kind of... <laughs> some kind of circus convention or something like what is this they're there to stock their refrigerator <laughs> i just love it oh my god i love twin peaks so much oh yeah when he goes when uh cooper wakes up in the hospital the guy in the who's in the black class he goes yeah awake finally <laughs> and it says it on the screen finally you know it's like yes finally i love it oh man i can't wait for the finale but guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of entertainment landfill news it's been a different kind of episode i have so much fun talking with steven special guest heather in the background i don't know if her, the mic's picking her up but say hi heather and guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you would, go to etlandfill.com. There you can find links to all of our previous shows. Also, you can find links to our Entertainment Landfill fan club on Facebook. You can find links on Twitter, our YouTube channel, etc. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you'd like to support the show, become a patron. It's a way to become a patron of the arts. You're supporting the arts. Yes, that's right. This podcast is the arts, Stephen. We're arts? Yeah, we're arts. So, guys, thank you so much for listening this week and uh, subscribing and being just all around great listeners and stuff who uh, listen to us talk. Thank you. And what are you guys waiting for? Ghost watching humans. <laughs> go to the theater. See it this weekend. <laughs> no, what you guys should do is go watch The Tick right now. Binge it. And what are you guys waiting for? Catch up on Twin Peaks. And we'll see you next time. Woohoo! See ya. That's our show and excuse me while I get ready to wage war for a tank of gasolino and don't forget to support victims of Hurricane Harvey by donating to the Red Cross or some other charitable donation. See you next time.